thanks, but no thanks, darling. I've been down that road before. You look good, and I can't say I'm not tempted, that's for sure. Like my pappy always said. Hey there, everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio. You're listening to the Behind the Music segment. And I have Todd Barrows here with you. Country music is his game, and he knows a lot about it. We're going to be talking about so much between his new single, Hell and Back, and also the traditions of country music. Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad to be here today. Awesome to have you here. You know, I really like the single that you just gave us, Hell and Back. I like the story behind it. I like that you're committed to every single single, right? Like, it's... Yeah. It, it does. You described it as a as a house on its own, and I think there is really a foundation to your music. How does it? How does it? Like from start to finish, how do you get there? Like, do you just not think about an album? You just think of the single, and because you're traditional country or more that edge, it just kind of fits together. Or is there an overall theme? You know, it comes in um, in different forms. It comes in different ways. There's no really way to gauge it um, as an artist, um, you know. Probably the having ADHD, you know, helps with the creative process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, totally, I get it. You're yeah, here, you're there, you're everywhere. Uh, so I have to really, you know, reel in my mind, you know, my my thoughts, and um, but I, I just pretty much start with an insp- inspiring, uh, you know, something that inspires me. Uh, I feel it in my heart, you know, the music is, you know, it just starts to uh, pick up in my head and I just start to kind of lay it out there. But it is, it is like building a house. You're, you're absolutely right. You've got to have that foundation to make it strong, and, you know, and especially uh, to last for years to come. That's the thing, right? Making it classic. I mean, that's an excellent segue into country music today because I, you know, at first... And I spent a lot of time in Nashville with a lot of like good old country folks that were like original Uh country music producers. And Uh they talked a lot about how it's still like a boys club in Nashville, Tennessee. And they probably still have a pretty good handle on it. But then people like Shania Twain and Taylor Swift came in and they kind of started to liquefy the genre itself. Do you think that pop country has gone too far i mean we've had several years we've had like decades in it right but do you think at this point it's gone too far and it's making the classic country fan more liquid like it's almost like a micro niche yeah it's it's you know it's changed everything um trying to please everybody and you can't uh that's one thing i've learned and and so i've stuck to my guns that uh, you know the the product that I'm gonna produce or or get out there is gonna be true country, and if it's not, I'm not gonna do it, and I'm not gonna try to you know please uh, executives or producers or you know the powers that be that want it a certain way to make their money. You know, yeah, we all want to make money. You gotta you know this business is about making money. You'd be stupid not to. But I think you have to stay true to your heart and true to your true to yourself, and so. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm navigating in, in new waters, you know, I'm learning every day, um, in this, uh, topsy turvy industry. But one thing for sure is, is that, uh, I want to make sure that it's a real message that has that, 
that flavor that uh, country real country fans want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally know what you're saying. I think about the days when Taylor Swift was rising, and I think in terms of coming from my direction as a publicist and in music marketing and radio. I always say that like an an unknown artist needs to rise from a micro niche. And if she rose from a country niche at that time, but then now doesn't want to classify herself as country, she wants to be pop, then what does that say about country music? Is it not big enough? You know, can an artist not exist as a country music, like a traditional country music artist? (laughs) It's tough. Yeah, right? Because this is what we're faced with. I mean, you look at, I mean, how do you feel, who do you figure is country music, like classic country music today? Not just the greats that we love, no, you know, no love and trust, but somebody who's producing now and doing Mm -hmm. well, staying traditional country. I think one name comes to mind to me that, that, uh, and I've been on his radio show or music plays on his uh, Sirius XM, and that's Kenny Chesney. And, and he, um, he's done it right. He's been able to, to kind of give that, you know, a, a crossover into that pop feel without, uh, you know, compromising that traditional uh, or the roots of, of, of his country upbringing and why he got into it. Uh, that would probably be the, the country artist, the one country artist, I would say, that's done it well, uh, you know, to do it on both sides. And, and still be true country. So in other words, really, in order to be a country artist today, you still have to walk the line. You can't stay traditional. Because, like, I, yeah, I feel like to. if you're new, you just have to walk the line. You know what I you mean? You walk the line, like Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And walk that's why, line, right? That's why it's like Tim McGraw, Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson, all of them, our country, even Kid Rock, but they keep collaborating with more and more pop artists and stretching what the boundaries are. But then when you talk about stretching boundaries, as an artist, it's kind of like you you can't exist as an artist and not think about stretching boundaries and exploring territory to keep yourself inspired. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think there's a way to do it. You know, I, I'm not... Uh, just so anti well i won't ever do a a collaboration with you know someone like you know florida georgia line or somebody um and uh and and they're starting to kind of stretch out a little bit uh, even collaborate with some uh some gospel you know singers and stuff which I, I appreciate that um but i have to do what i know is in my heart and what i feel like i'm called to do uh in the country music aspect of um, of being real country, and and there's a lot to that. And I would go back to the beginning and the roots of country music, which they started in poverty. I mean, these people. I think what the 1930s, 40s. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm going way back. But if you if you study history and you you follow the timeline, they pretty much went out there to play music to su- to support their families. And they just played whatever they could play with fiddles and guitars and, you know, ukuleles and whatever. So that's kind of where it started, where it was just like this, I've got to do this, you know, or my family doesn't eat, you know. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. 
the culture behind it. But now it's not like that at all anymore. Well, of course not. No, we, we're, I mean, we've got all the technology we need, uh, all the luxuries we need. Uh, and I think that a lot of that has damaged country, maybe. You know, I, I, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Like right now, the country music that we know is not at all like the country music that I grew up with. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I was yeah. in Tammy Wynette's house. And and like uh, hanging yeah. out with you know her management team and and wow. we knew um, you know Tanya Tucker and sure. know, people that were real traditional country and now if you were to launch that same artist today nobody would pay attention so I'm trying to oh, think right yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. the beginning the groundbreaking artists of country music really <laughs> diluted all the country music fans and made it not possible to launch a traditional artist very easily. They have to be like country rock or country pop. That's now the like the umbrella genre almost, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I, you know, I, I study it. Uh, I'm in it. I sleep it. I, you know, I eat it. I breathe it. Uh, and I'm just trying to maintain just a real honest approach to... What is country music? How do we, you know, present that today in modern times with yeah. the changing of the market, with, with the expectations, with, you know, with A&R people, with um, booking agents, with management, with, you know, I mean, it goes on and on and on with all the people that are, you know, tied into it. Yeah, but, for sure. But I, I think that you have to... Um, I did a, I was doing an interview yesterday and, and I was, they were like giving me all these questions. And I said, I said, look in a nutshell, the, the way that I look at it now is, is that I want to give audiences or people, uh, an experience from my experience. I want them, I want to take them to that place, you know, and, and I want to dig deeper and I, and I want to, you know, and and I want to give more than I've given, I've ever given, um, through my my process of writing songs or recording or being in front of an audience. Um, that's on me, regardless of what's happening in the music industry. Regardless if it's pop, it's not, you know, it's not traditional. It is traditional. It's, you know, laying all that aside. I know at the end of the day, I have to look at myself and go, "Did you do your best? Was this you?" Yeah, proud, right. And I'm really talking, you know, I'm really kind of laying it out there very um, vulnerable. I'm kind of being vulnerable in this interview, but I feel like it's necessary. And uh, and, and so I want to just, I want real talk. I want to, you know, the grassroots of all of this uh, and, and figure out, you know, what what is it that I can do to make it better? Uh, in the industry, whether it's in Nashville, in New York, Texas, L.A., you know, yeah, everywhere. True. Well, you know, there's a difference between mainstream and an artist's success because there's so many levels that I experience every day with the artists that I work with that just because they're single isn't lined up against you know, pop artists like Taylor Swift and, and Toby Keith and Tim McGraw and, you know, and all of the people that were you're used to seeing at the top, 
it doesn't mean the artist isn't successful and it doesn't mean they don't have a completely huge fan base. You know, like I have artists that are raising $80,000 for their album crowd funds and you don't even hear them on the radio. You know what I mean? But yet they make $100,000 a year and they are just seated really well in their niche and they get new fans every day. So when you think of like, you know, how many artists there are out there that are surviving and doing great because of the digital era and because of the time we live in, whatever niche they've found, as long as they're true to it and honest, like Mm -hmm. you say, and like you crave to do, then you will find your audience. So it's not like, it's not for nothing, you know, it's all being heard. And that's encouraging. I think it's inspiring actually. Yeah, there's, there's advantages of being an indie artist versus being a signed artist. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, True. I could go down the list. Um, <laughs> Interesting. But... <laughs> yeah, today we do go to the, down the list, don't we? Because, it, I mean, it's, it's weird. I've had some artists get signed and they actually backed out because the label was too slow. They actually could reach fans a lot faster than the label yeah. was doing for them. So they had to well, get back to, you know, their, their regular routine. Yeah, and, and uh, that's uh, that's a good that's a really good point, and and you can you can make it as an artist. It, it you know whether you're signed or you're not signed, it, it's going to take hard work. So if you think there's a magic wand or a, a genie out there in a bottle, yeah, yeah, uh, I got news <laughs> I for you. Um, you know, it, it's it's blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, that's what these artists did. That's why I appreciate the classic country artist. Cause I, you know, like Hank Williams yeah, and, uh, you know, um, just troubadours, uh, George Strait that, you know, they started pretty much with nothing and they built an empire. I know his uh, songs are so <laughs> great. Right. I mean, his, they just speak so much. He's just great with the lyrics. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. So th- th- yeah, there's a way to do it. And, um, and, and a lot of artists, uh, are finding that way. Uh, I know that I am, and uh, there, there's just different avenues you can pursue, um, but you, you can't just quit, you know, and you no, can't just sit, sit idle, because uh, if you do, you're going to get passed up. <laughs> I know this is true. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Regret is the worst. I mean, like, the worst thing you can do to an artist is is take their time away from them and not let them create, because literally mm-hmm. it's on their mind every single day and until they get back in the studio and can make music or play music. It never quite leaves, right? You just can't silence it. No, not when you're called to do it. Yeah. I've tried to give it up several times, but it keeps me down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep, absolutely. What's the what's the Texas music scene where you are now? Like, what is it reflecting? Do you find that it's it's more country pop or country rock? You know, uh, rockabilly. I mean, what what are you hearing more locally? Yeah, you know, here in well, I'm in Texas. But I will tell you that, and I've gone out, uh, I've played with a lot of artists, and and sometimes I'll just go and hang out and, you know, hear what people are doing. But, uh, and there's this big old, you know, war going on between Texas and Nashville, which I, I, you know, I play in Nashville, I play in Texas, I don't, I I don't, I don't mess around with that stuff. Um, 
because to me, good music's good music, and if you know, no matter where you're at, whatever city, state, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not prejudiced. Are they still um, going through that? Uh, They're still refusing to play Texas country artists on Nashville radio, or or vice versa. Oh, yeah. They're still doing oh, that, yeah. really. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I, you know, but in Texas, they I do hear Nashville artists on certain, you know, terrestrial radio stations, not so much the internet stations. A lot of inter- internet stations, you know, they're they want um, they want to keep it not mainstream, and and that's great. You know, I appreciate that. They're, yeah, you know, they they don't want to uh, compete, you know, with the big um, uh, radio stations. And uh, but but going back to local uh, music or what's in the studio, it's pretty much um, we call it red dirt. Um, it's uh, it's Texas music. It's it's real gritty. Um, it's not real pretty. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not saying that it doesn't sound good, but it's not polished yeah. like Nashville. And and Nashville's very polished. You know, uh, yeah. there is so much criteria to even begin to to get a program director to listen to your music. You know, so many protocols in place that if you don't match up, you don't have a chance. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. So, so they found their niche. Ahead. They found their niche, and they know their audience. So really, it's like it is kind of a war, but it's really just that the station absolutely knows their audience, and they want to serve yeah. them. Yeah, it's, it's just like a bar or grill or venue or a you right. know Live mm-hmm. Nation or you know whoever is hosting a, an event. You know they know their audience uh, and and what what's going to sell. You know, and at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. You know, that's True. what sells. Yeah, it is. It is. I like the I like the lyrics in your song, and I like the idea that you know you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, I ain't going there. You don't no want to be that guy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the one, you know, like people. There's so many little tiny decisions you make in a relationship, right? Every single day, every time you're with somebody, it's it's a conscious effort. You have to you have to work at it. And in a way, Helen back to me makes me more mindful of all those little decisions, you know, because it, it goes yeah. further than just saying, hey, don't do this because you're going to regret it. It's basically an anthem about relationships, you know, and trust. What yeah, it's, it's about being uh, honest and uh, open and, and being true to your partner, you know, your significant other and uh, don't don't veer down that path that will bring destruction uh we see it time and time again you know at every level of society so oh isn't that uh, the truth yeah i mean they say how you are in your relationship (laughs) is how you are in life right that's part of your character so it's more than just being faithful it's really being true to yourself that's it man man having character i mean come on i mean that's i look for that um, with people i work with it it means the world to me I uh, agree with you. Someone with character. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue into introducing your song. Why don't you introduce it to the audience and say thank you for listening. Hey, this is Todd Barrow. You're listening to AVA Live Radio, and my song is called Hell and Back. Awesome. Todd, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, don't forget to share this with a friend. It was great to have you here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, but no thanks, darling. 
I've been down that road before You look good And I can't say I'm not tempted That's for sure Like my pappy always said Once bit, twice shy A year ago I could not say no But I can't tonight Cause I've been to hell and back Saw a good love almost slip through the cracks But she forgave me and it's a fact I ain't going through hell and back Call me a fool, girl, for turning you down Go spread your rumors all over this town Call me a loser, you can take your pick But I'm no two-timing backwards hick been to hell and back Saw a good love almost slip through the cracks But she forgave me and it's a fact I ain't going through hell and back You can say I learned my lesson I learned my lesson well Shows me a new direction that don't lead straight to hell. I made my decision to straighten up and fly right. A year ago, I could not say no, but I can't tonight, cause I've been to hell and back. Saw a good love almost slip through the cracks. She forgave me and it's a fact I ain't going through hell and back Call me a fool girl for turning you down Go spread your rumors all over this town Call me a loser, you can take your pick But I'm no two-timing backwards hick I've been to hell and back Saw good love almost slip through the cracks she forgave me and it's a fact I ain't going through hell and back She forgave me and it's a fact I ain't going through hell